this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Monday, September 18th. My name is Jeff Dollar. Today, I am grateful for dogs. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for A-L-E-X-A and the fact that our lights are connected to her (laughs) because I can't remember the last time I turned on one of our bedroom lights. I just walk in the room and I'm like, hey, girl, turn on my bedroom lights. And she's like, okay, ding. We are bedtime routine. Ellie and I, uh, we have a bedtime routine and I tell her a story and then we listen to three songs. The first two are by request, right? She's channeling my radio DJ roots. Yeah. Right. So the Mm -hmm. first two are by request. The third one is always the Coco Melon version of Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Mm -hmm. Is that the one that makes you cry? No. When you play it and then she grabs your hand or something. And then oh, you're like, that's oh, a, yeah, God. yeah, yeah. It's not the song that makes me cry. She, I was, I was trying to think of what was tragic about the song Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. I thought I had missed something for my entire life. No, it just fills you with love. It's, she says, uh, sometimes she says, wait, daddy, hold my hand. And then I have to lie down next to her oh, crib and hold melt. her hand. And she softly sings it to herself. And I'm like, this is the sweetest thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> um, but uh, so the first, so our big, big in rotation in the bedtime rotation is um, one, two, three, four, five. Once I caught a fish alive mm-hmm. and hot potato, pass it quick. The instructional version okay. is a cocoa melon. And then Wheels on the Bus is an always a go-to. Mm-hmm. But when you ask A-L-E-X-A to play those songs, she repeats what she's playing. And Ellie says that along with, like, it's the lyrics of the song. She says that what she repeats back, and it's very cute. We were super social this weekend. Compare it relatively. No, 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 no. You're like, you are the captain in this house of like kind of being antisocial, but also being like, we need to go out more. We need to get out there and we need to like go do stuff Um, because we do a lot of family stuff, which I love, but I wouldn't call us social. We don't do a lot of friends things. We don't do a ton of friends things, but we did on Friday night, we went out to dinner with our neighbors and it was basically, it's an area in this part of town called Dunwoody that has kind of, it has restaurants around a quad, what I would call like a quad, and with like a green space. A, a, more a courtyard. A would, courtyard. Would be the non-collegiate term. Yeah. And um, they have like games set out, you know, you can play like cornhole, whatever. There's like a little pond. It was, it. it is not meant to be a kid's playground, but it might as well be. There were no shortage. I mean, there must've been 50 kids just running Easily. energy out. Um, I think it's one of those things where it was built so well that parents could sit in the restaurant and eat and watch their kids run. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you, it just works out as a great place for people to let their kids run around. If you had a seat on any of the patios, you could pretty easily keep an eye on your kid. And I don't think there's a road that goes through there. No. I, I think it would take some amount of distance before any kid got into traffic. Mm -hmm. So that allows that that's, that's a level of confidence that the parents have. So they just kind of lean up against the the walls and have a drink and watch the kids. I was really go crazy. Yeah. I was really impressed by you though, because I said, Hey, we should invite our neighbors over for dinner because we're friends with them. And Ellie likes their daughter. And, uh, you were like, well, 
like that. And usually I get some hesitation, especially if it's day of, right? So I was like, um, you're like, that sounds like a lot of work and we got to clean and we got to like cook and whatever. And I was like, well, what if we go out to dinner with them? And you said, great. Like, no, it was just, I was so surprised. Really? Yeah. Day of plans for you with someone else is like, that's very rare. So we went out to dinner with them and that was super fun. And Ellie had a blast with her little friend. Um, so it was really cute. So that was social night number one. Her friend, her friend is what, five or six? She's four. Four. Oh, she's four? She's only a year older than Ellie? Yes. Are you sure? Well, Ellie's birthday is in November and her birthday is, I think, in January or February. So she's technically about two years, two older. years older, but just it's like a weird thing where they're both. So she's would be five now. What? No, because Ellie's going to be three. And then as soon as Ellie turns three, She'll Holland turn turns five. five. That, so, okay, yeah, yeah. You're right. Okay. I understand now. So uh, it was just funny watching Ellie be the baby duckling. And and Holland be the mom. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was just like Holland would go to the left and I'll be like, oh, we're going this way. Boom. Off to the left. Yeah. It's cute. Um, and then Saturday night, we Jeff said he felt like making pasta, homemade pasta. And it's doesn't once you do it for like the first or second time, it doesn't seem like something that's as intimidating as it sounds. Is I, that true? I was very yeah, I was very intimidated by making homemade pasta because whenever you see it done, people make these perfect mountains of flour, but bowls of flour. Right. That, and they have four eggs in the middle of it, and it's this big thing. Um, if you have one of those stand mixers, a KitchenAid mixer, you, you just dump flour, the eggs, a little bit of olive oil, a little bit of uh, so a sp- sprinkle of salt, and a little bit of water in there, and then just turn the mix around and don't do anything. Then you got to roll out the. You have to have a you know pasta cutter machine, which mm-hmm. is fun to do, um, but it's it's shocking. And the pasta cutter machine is also like an attachment for the KitchenAid. Yeah, or you can get a hand cranked one. Yeah. Um, somebody uh, told me about the this the KitchenAid. I wish I knew the name of it so I could share it. But the KitchenAid brand one is a couple hundred bucks. But there's one that everybody raves about that's, I think, $60. Mm -hmm. And it's fantastic. So anyways, uh, it's just, if you've ever thought about making pasta, but you've been intimidated by it, don't be. It's not that difficult. Yeah. So, but maybe try it yourself first before you invite friends over, which we did a couple times. Jeff has made it a couple times now. Um, So I invited our friends, Kevin and Val, over and... It was just, we have such easy friends and I love that, you know, like they come over, they're not like, you know, we tidied up the house, but we didn't have to, I don't know. It just wasn't a big deal. We just have easy friends and I'm so grateful for that. And all we made was pasta and sauce and meatballs. We didn't have to do salads. We have to do appetizers. Those are the friends. That's. I think that we get caught up in that too, because I don't know if it's like an American thing, but like the coarse thing where we feel like, okay, we have to have appetizers. We have to have a salad. We have to have a main course. We have to have a vegetable. We have to have a dessert. At least that's how I was raised. Like yeah. when my mom, every time my mom entertains, she pulls out all the stops and it doesn't matter if you're her best friend or- Right. You know, you just like, two you, weeks ago. She, yeah, exactly. She pulls out all the stops. So maybe that's where I get that. But I was like, you know what, Jeff, this is kind of a lot of food. Just the main, like, I don't think we need appetizers and stuff like that. So we rolled with it and it was great. Yeah. 
So uh, that is super social. We also ran errands on Saturday morning and ended up at Macy's. And I didn't realize this, but Macy's brought, um, what's his face? Toys, Toys R, R Us. Us back to life with Jeffrey the Giraffe. Mm-hmm. So they went, Toys R Us went bankrupt a few years ago. That was the last toy, big toy store chain, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, did, did you have, was it a Southern thing to have KB toy and hobby? I know what that is, but no. I, we had that, a Toys R Us down here, but we didn't have. Um, KB toy and hobby was the, was the toy store in the malls in Syracuse. And I remember going to the mall with my parents and begging them to go to KB and just walk those aisles, right? Yeah. And Ellie has been to a couple of... Toy stores, but they're the kind of the they're, they're the educate. You know, she's been to Target. Obviously, they have a great toy section, mm-hmm. and she's been to the toy stores that are kind of you know educational ish. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, there's not it. It's not a proper indulgent American toy store, right? With an entire section that's just filled with. Barbie, an entire section just that's filled with Spider-Man and an entire section. And they have their educational toys and they have their Play-Doh, but it's just an over, a Willy Wonka-esque factory of toys. Yeah. It was the greatest. We stumbled upon it and it was the greatest thing just watching her move with delight from section to section saying, oh, look at this, daddy, look at this. And it made me very grateful that... We don't have, because I'm sure if you don't have these kids, you've seen them, where you just can't get out of the toy aisle at Target. Mm-hmm. You know, that I want, I want, give me, buy me, blah, blah, you know. And Ellie is surprisingly good about putting things back on the shelf, even if she says she wants it. Yeah. Can I bring this home? I want. So that made it easier. It was an amusement park. I thought, I was why, actually, why are we going to Disney? I was next so, month. We're just going to go to Macy's. I was so impressed. Did you see any toys down there that you played with as a kid? No. Well, I did. There were Lincoln Logs. Okay. Classic. Classic. Um, Play-Doh, of course. Is Silly Putty still a thing? I don't know. I don't feel like I've seen it. I'm sure you could get it at some like random, um, like we have a place here called Richard's Variety Store that sells the most random a lot of like original toys, like my old big, school toys. I bet they would have it, but. My go-to toys growing up were uh, the, those science kits. Radio Shack sold them. Oh, yeah. Where you could wire stuff up and make an AM radio or you make a light bulb turn on. Okay. Erector sets, Lincoln Logs, things that no lay. I don't remember. Were the erector a, sets like the metal things? Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. And um, Light Bright. Yes. I remember getting the light bright and being so excited about it. Me too. Um, but I think those were matchbox cars and mm-hmm. Hot Wheels mm-hmm. and the orange tracks that the Hot Wheels went on. And then any remote control car, like the ones that were in the tracks, but then also. Um, but those are my go-tos. I, I, board games. What was it? Wasn't a real board game family. Shoots and Ladders and Sorry. Yeah. Shoots and Ladders. Sorry. We had this game. I don't know if they still make it. I think they do probably cooties. 
Cooties. Did you I ever play cooties? That. Where yes. you're like, I don't remember exactly how it works, but you got to put together the cootie every yes. every time you got a thing, you would put like a leg on it, and it, it looks like a caterpillar kind of. My childhood um, friend Jason Watson had Hungry Hungry Hippos, and I love that game. Um, Hungry Hungry Hippos, I think, is an anxiety inducing. Because don't you do it really fast? Uh-huh. Like you have to hit the hippo to try to bite the things. Do you remember Simon and it would light up different colors? It was red, yellow, blue, and green. I kind of remember it, but I didn't have it. It would go boop and it would be the red one. And you, you push it boop and yeah. then it would go boop, boop. And then, oh my gosh, now I'm remembering another game. I feel like all of these toys are the source of all of our anxiety. Wasn't there another game where you had to put all these parts in? It was maybe a, a 10 by 10 yeah, grid. It's and then- horrible. The clock would tick down and then it would go bam and everything would fly up. Yes. Anxiety. I literally have like heart palpitations thinking of that. What was that one called? I don't know, but I know. It's not Scattergory? No, no. Scattergory is just a word game. Um, I don't know, but I know exactly what you're talking about because we had one. And oh my gosh, we're getting, I feel like we just had a therapy session on the route. Of all the things. So I had, I did see while we were in there, a Polly Pocket, which I got to say, I don't know if anybody has seen Polly Pocket lately. We have, most of our listeners are millennials, I think, but our Polly Pockets were so much better than the ones they have now. I don't even know what Polly Pocket is. Polly Pocket was a little, they came in different shapes, right? So I remember like I had a heart one or whatever and you would open it up. It's about six inches wide, maybe. And it's like a little case and you open it and it would be a tiny little doll, like less than an inch tall. And her whole house would be in that little heart. So you could like carry it with you. So it's like Polly Pocket, like you can put it right in your pocket. Um, But I saw the ones that they have today and I'm like, you know what? I feel like the quality has gone down. Mm. I feel like we had them and they were cooler, but... I do feel like maybe it's one of those things also where you visit your grandma's house and you remember being really big and it wasn't. So maybe not, but I think ours were like legendary and the ones now are just fine. Uh, We also had Pretty Pretty Princess, which I'm assuming you never played. No. Best game. And my personal favorite, Mall Madness, which was more of like a middle school game, but it was so good. And um, what else? Candyland, of course. Well, Ellie has Candyland. T-Bird, remember T-Bird hooked Ellie up with all the OGs? Mr. Potato Head, Candyland. Shoots and Ladders. Shoots and Ladders. Mm -hmm. Oh, and Battleship. I liked Battleship too. Yeah. I have been given a sign that I simply cannot ignore. I don't know if this is a sign for me personally or if it's for some listener of the upside or maybe more than, maybe a bunch of us need to hear this. Mm -hmm. But I've gotten a different version of the same message within the past 48 hours, less than that, I think, with maybe even 24 hours. And I'm going to try to, I can can generally articulate it, but I actually want to get the one of the people who posted the TikTok to try to come on the show with us to explain further. So this is a message that like you saw on social media repetitively. It's not like it's just, it's a, it's a philosophy or a way of thinking or something. Okay. Uh, the first thing that I saw was it's called scripting. And I made a note of it. I thought of it cause I said, Oh, it's kind of like, it's, it's along the same lines of manifesting, mm-hmm. but it's also, I called it gratitude in advance. And it's an exercise that 
I, I mean, I don't know the particulars of it, but there's a, there's a, a plan. If you, I think where, where it's, I think you do, you write three things down three times a day for one entire year. You just fill up a notebook, but it's just one line. So the example that I saw on social media was uh, somebody who I think was a, either a recording artist or a club DJ type person, and they wanted to live in Miami. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that they wrote is, I am so grateful for my beautiful home in Miami. But they didn't live in Miami when they right. started doing it. Mm-hmm. But you do it, you write it down as soon as you wake up. You write it down at some point during the day. And then you it's one of the last things you do before you go to bed. You write down this advanced gratitude. Mm-hmm. And you're basically writing a script for your future life. Yeah. And that stuff, it starts to manifest, right? Do you do um, that with multiple things or is it just one thing? that you I do? think you do. Th- I th- there's a formula. Okay. So, so it's but like three it's, things three times a day. Something like that. Okay. I don't know. So, so I saw that. Then the next thing that I saw was a guy talking about, and h- here's his analogy. He said, if you got, if somebody gave you a check for a million dollars and you took it to the bank and you deposited it, the bank is going to say something along the lines of, hey, we can't put the money in your account for a week because we got to make sure this clears. It's a million dollars. Right. You know, and mm-hmm. it's a personal check. So it's got to, you know, you're you not going to do bank things. You, right. you can't withdraw this money tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Give us a week. But the energy that you have during the next seven days while you're waiting for that check to clear, you're going to be just as exhilarated. You're going to be excited. You're going to feel wealthy. You're going to be- million dollar energy. You're going to, yeah, you're going to be carrying yourself differently. The anxiety that you had related to money is gone, right? Mm -hmm. So um, the vibration that you're putting out is different than before you had that money. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So this guy's philosophy is, when you record a piece of audio, the visual representation of that audio is a, is a waveform, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And his philosophy is, why can't you start with the waveform? Because if you can digitally create a waveform, you'll generate. It works in both directions. So this piece of audio right here, that sentence, looks a certain way, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You can recreate that visually with the right tones and everything and then generate audio from that, right, waveform. So his philosophy is if you can, if you can change your waveform to feel like you've already have that money, then you are going to attract that money to you. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So I said, oh, wow, that's interesting. And that's similar to that thing I saw earlier. And then the third one was a woman, this is the person who I want to try to get on the show to explain. She said that your that a person's negative feelings and negative vibes and stuff eventually become a habit. Mm-hmm. You just become accustomed to feeling that way. Mm-hmm. And you will subconsciously seek out things to cause you anxiety if you're used to feeling anxious. Mm-hmm. Because that's your comfort level. Right. And she went on to explain how you can change that by changing your energy or whatever. Mm-hmm. All three of those things were so similar that I, I, I feel almost 
compelled to explore them more. So I have reached out to this last person, Mm -hmm. the TikTok person, to see if she'll come on the show to explain it in greater detail. But did all three of those make sense? Yeah, they totally make sense. I thought every I, every single one of them, I thought I read it or listened to it or whatever, and I thought, that is brilliant. That is absolutely brilliant. Of course that's going to work. Some of my most fond memories of school lunches or, you know, eating lunch when you're a kid are the like pre-packaged Things that, you know, have like a cookie dumped in frosting or like a little sandwich kit or, you know, whatever it was. It was so cool when we were little. And now I walk right by it at the grocery store because I know how many horrible ingredients go into it. And I don't want Ellie eating that. So enter Little Spoon. Little Spoon is bringing back the favorites of our past made with none of the junk. Little Spoon is a one-stop shop for healthy, easy mealtime and snack time for your baby, toddler, and big kid delivered right to your door. Yes, you heard that right. You can have Little Spoon in your life for years to make mealtime healthy, tasty, and easy. Ellie has been drinking their smoothies for a little while. She absolutely loves them. When she was a baby, we did some of their baby blends. But here's what they have that's newer. Okay, think old school favorites with new school standards. Their brand new luncher meals are healthier and build it for yourself lunches. Examples of flavors and meals that they have are easy cheesy pizza, chicken dunkers, or chicken nacho dips, all made for chunk free with over 10 grams of protein. Go to littlespoon.com slash upside30 and enter our code upside30 at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. That's L-I-T-T-L-E-S-P-O-O-N.com slash upside30 and enter our code upside30 for 30% off at checkout. Everybody knows somebody who has been impacted by Alzheimer's disease and the Alzheimer's Association is moving toward a brighter future for all of those affected, the patients, the families, the friends, the caregivers. They've got events in more than 600 communities and the Walk to End Alzheimer's is the world's largest event that raises awareness and funds for Alzheimer's care, support, and research. If you are in the Atlanta area, November 4th, it's happening at the Battery at Truist Park. We would love to see you there. If you're not listening in Georgia, there are events in your community too. Go to alz.org slash walk today and see how you can make a difference. alz.org slash walk. We are closer than ever to stopping Alzheimer's forever. But to get there, we need your support. ALZ.org slash walk. And we hope to see you on November 4th. If you were like us, you were always looking for little ways to make your life more efficient, especially if you were in the throes of back to school, because you know what? There's not enough time in the day. You got to be efficient with what you do. Caraway's nonstick kitchenware makes cooking a breeze and a cleanup easier than ever. It is back to school made easy. Now, I first became a customer of Caraway before they were an advertiser on our show. I was looking for a pan that wasn't toxic like nonstick, and that is when I found Caraway. I also loved that their color selections are absolutely beautiful. And so often, if you walk into our kitchen, if you walk in there right now, our Caraway pan is sitting on top of the stove because it looks beautiful um, in our kitchen. So it kind of is like a little staple in our kitchen as well. They also have amazing meal prep containers also in wonderful colors. And once you buy your first 
caraway piece, you're not going to go back. I haven't gone back in two years now. Over 50,000 people have raved about their Caraway kitchen. Now it's time to try it for yourself. Visit carawayhome.com slash upside10 to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive for our listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash upside10 or use code upside10 at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. We have an upside listener. Her name is Christina and her sister, Sarah. Uh, she and Sarah listen every day to the upside, which I love. Love you for that. Thank you, ladies, so much for doing that. Um, and Sarah contacted me at the end of last week and said that Christina is just in a place of unknown and some scary medical stuff is going on and and she's pregnant and there is a lot of uncertainty going on with her baby and stuff like that and asked one that we, we share it on the show. Um, but two, to so if you're someone that sends out good energy or, you know, thinks of others or, you know, puts whatever, if you, if you got a spare prayer, if you got a spare prayer, um, to throw it her way. And I think it's, you know, it's really easy online to see everybody's happy go lucky pregnancy things, but real life is that sometimes you get news that you don't want or that's unknown or that's really scary. And it really sucks to be totally blunt. Um, so Christina, we just wanted to let you know that we are thinking of you and cheering you on. And I I say this um, to other pregnant women or women trying to get pregnant and going through the fertility process that you're you will spend your entire life fighting for your child and the road to get there is your first fight for your kid. So every loss, every fertility treatment, every shot, every medication, every doctor's appointment, every everything that you're doing, um, even if it's scary and it's unknown, is going to make you an amazing parent and it's setting you up to fight for this kid for the rest of your life. So I'm super proud of you. We have our fingers crossed for you and hope that everything turns out um, wonderfully and beautifully. And we're here for you. Uh, Here are your three random things for today. Number one, Callie, what what does an octopus, a bird, and a sloth, what do all three of them have in common? Octopus, bird, sloth. I don't know. None of them fart. Sloth is the- How did you really think I was going to have the answer? I don't know. Uh, sloth is actually the only mammal that doesn't toot because they're, everything about them is slow. They only poop like once every three weeks. Mm-hmm. So even their digestive process is so slow that the gas mm-hmm. just dissipates or assimilates or whatever the word is into their system. Uh, birds don't toot and uh, octopuses don't either. But they But they ink. They do which ink. Is, which is worse. Is it? I don't know what ink of an octopus is. It's ink. You've you've seen how many times no, have you I watched No, I know. I mean, but is the, it like ink. excrement? Is it? No, oh, it's the ink stuff. Toxic? No, mm-hmm. I don't think so. Uh, your second random thing for today is that science is having our backs, being lazy, is not that bad of a thing. Studies show that there are many physical, mental, and emotional benefits to letting go of structure and routine from time to time. Here are some of the benefits. It lets your mind wander and boost your creativity. 
It relaxation reduces the need for healthcare services. Even short breaks boost productivity. Watching TV enhances social social intelligence. Resting improves your ability to concentrate and relaxing your mind can lead to awe, which is good for your well-being. So if anyone in your life is saying maybe you're a little lazy, science says that's okay in moderation. Nine out of your third random thing is nine out of 10 pregnant women have what they are cut, what they, this study has identified as life altering pregnancy cravings. That means buying something at the grocery store that you normally wouldn't buy, getting up at a time, getting out of bed to eat something, or uh, overindulging in something that you didn't like before. Mm -hmm. The most unusual ones are the pickles, um, are pickles, sardines, Ew. Uh, ketchup, like by the spoonful, I guess. Ew. And uh, sweet tooth people crave peanut butter, marshmallows, uh, Savory people crave plain bread, pretzels, and And those are your three random things. Thanks for listening to the Upside Pass Cast. Peace to you.